The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Hello there. Obi-Wan Kenobi here, also known as James Arnold Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan. Jedi Master Plo Koon. And many other characters in the world of Star Wars. You're listening to... Shh, don't tell. It's the secrets of Star Wars. May the Force be with you. You're listening to the secrets of Star Wars, episode 148. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a dead. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Hello there, everyone. I'm Mike Creevy, a.k.a. Old Ben. And you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away, including the deeper themes and meanings. Which, by the way, I just realized I I think every single time I introduce myself as old Ben, it's more true, I guess, than it was the last time because I'm older. Anyway, uh, please be sure to share this podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Let us know how we're doing by leaving us a review. And there's a lot of ways to do that. So we'll get to the, a little more of that later. But we've got a lot to cover tonight because we're talking... Uh, this week, about two episodes of The Bad Batch, season two, and then that's uh, episode seven, The Clone Conspiracy, and episode eight, Truth and Consequences. So joining me tonight to unpack these episodes are Catherine Laffrey. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hello, happy to be here. Oh, glad to have you. And, and Jason, Yuji, here we are again talking about Bad Batch. Welcome. <laughs> I am so excited to talk about these episodes. And I, I, um, I do have to say up front, I did have, I don't know if you guys did, I had a ham solo segment uh, thing this week, or maybe it was last week. I, 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 depending on when people are listening to this, they might have already heard this because I shared it with the folks who are on last week. But I, I submitted my deli order as Gunji after uh, <laughs> episode six, but I spelled it wrong. I was oh. so embarrassed uh, <laughs> later to discover <laughs> I had spelled well, it I just had my liobation or liobation. Yeah. Oh gosh. my gosh. Yeah, that yeah. was. Did Did you have? Was there one of those or? Uh, yeah. Well, I found a uh, beer in Wisconsin called Darth Porter. That's right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> had a Darth gosh. Vader on the front of it. Very interesting looking. <laughs> I wasn't about to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you wonder. It's like I don't. What does that even? What would you do to make that a thematic Vader beer? I don't know. So, what does uh, the dark side taste like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know that there was any news per se this week. You know, um, anything. I mean, we were, of course, counting down to uh, Mandalorian season three, which is exciting, which I mean, I guess one of the benefits of them launching March 1st is, you know, February is the shortest month of the year. So I keep re- we're discovering like, oh, my gosh, it's like less than three weeks away or. You know, whenever I'm at the timeline. So you guys excited for that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait. And we're going to get episodes of Bad Batch and Mandalorian the same day. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I already have a little regret, uh, regretful here that I burned one of my, my um, uh, few personal days this week. And I was like, you know, I should have <laughs> just saved it. I would never fake a sick day. But, you know, uh, if I am sick on March 1st, I won't be too upset. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see. <laughs> Darn work ethics. 
Yes. Oh my. You know, it's like, am I giving a test that day? Like, is there something I have to be there for? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but um, well, let's um, let's jump in here. Uh, this is really exciting for a lot of reasons, and I thought uh, if if it's okay with you guys, I thought I'd just give a, a real quick, uh, you know, sort of <clears throat> broad brushstroke kind of breakdown here of these episodes, and since you know everybody listening, I'm sure has. I hope has seen these because we always say it'd be kind of kind Spoiler of silly. Alert. Yeah, like oh, why did they tell us? Like what happened? Like okay, um, you know. But I, basically, this is just exciting for so many reasons, and we have you know um, this two story arc where uh, we're on Coruscant, which was exciting, of course, to to see again, um, and really kind of going back to the roots of so many. Um, things we're familiar with in star wars and, and the aesthetic and everything and we're gonna I'm, I'm sure break all that down but essentially at the core of this in the clone conspiracy episode seven we have uh some some clone troopers who are dealing with the the conscience battle <laughs> in the wake of of having been on rampart's ship with the destruction or for the destruction of camino uh one of whom when he's attempting to go and, and report it to the senate uh Cade is uh, taken out by some mysterious assassin his friend slip escapes and then he's of course going into hiding uh, then we're following uh, largely the efforts of senator chuchi or is it is that right i always get her name wrong yeah senator ryo chuchi trying to basically i, I kind of wrote in my notes here kind of trying to create i guess sort of star wars's version of the va or something here you know she's trying to develop some sort of of uh, representation uh, for clones, if not in the Senate chamber itself, which is an interesting theme they bring up, that they don't have representation, uh, at least to get them the the benefits they deserve, the treatment they deserve, and not have them treated like uh, just something to be cast aside. So, and that's, of course, all uh, brought up in the midst of Admiral Rampart's efforts, obviously on the part of the Emperor and, and Mazameda kind of more secretly, but his efforts to get this defense uh, recruiting bill passed. Uh, and then what we see in Sue here is a very interesting uh, sort of side path that Senator Chuchi ends up on she didn't expect as she's trying to uh, get the, the input that she wants from the clone troopers. That's when she runs into Slip. He reveals what's going on. She starts this sort of investigation herself. And ultimately, we see at the end of that episode this, this really dramatic uh, chase where basically everybody's taken out. <laughs> including Slip, who uh, before he dies informs them that all they need is to get to the bridge of uh, Admiral Rampart's Venator and they can access the data files they need to to be able to implicate him in that attack. So that's where we, we leave off with Rex basically rescuing Senator Chuchi. We'll come back to the, uh, the, the clone trooper assassin, of course, that they round up at the end. I want to get your guys' thoughts on him. It's kind of creepy. Um... So that leaves us to this cliffhanger for uh, the next episode, Truth and Consequences, Episode 8, where we that's where we pick up with the Bad Batch. Rex, of course, calls them. Their uh, hunter, at least, is reluctant to go to, you know, obviously, to go to <laughs> Coruscant. It's the epicenter of, of uh, you know, the Empire. But they, of course, go there. Uh, they land in the uh, the Martez sisters' uh, garage, which I missed that detail the first time around. That was kind of cool uh, to go back there. And uh, they launched this really awesome, uh, at least I thought it was pretty fun, right? just a good old-fashioned Star Wars extraction, which was always fun to see. Get the data they need, get it to the Senate, 
Everything seems to be going great. But then lo and behold, Palpatine somehow twists it all to his advantage yet again and uh, manages to get rid of Rampart and to uh, get this defense bill, this defense uh, recruiting bill passed, which is what he wanted. So, um, And so there's more details we'll get to, but that's the, the basic thrust of it. I don't want to give away the ending of Episode Eight just yet because that was very touching. <laughs> I think we can come back to that. So uh, with that kind of broad brushstroke kind of overview, what are your guys' first impressions here from this? Maybe, Catherine, I'll start with you. What were you... Uh, what were your takeaways overall from these two episodes? First of all, the music was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> there were times where it felt mechanical machine-like when you had um, Chuchi almost being taken down by the assassin. He just had this like mechanical grind going on in the background, like this machine that just can't be stopped. Yeah. And then uh, when uh, Palpatine came up out of the floor mm. <laughs> the alarm clang just all of that was just oh man turning the bass up on that was awesome <laughs> that was great and great great visuals i mean the view yeah. of the senate building in this episode had so much detail on it i wanted to pause and just look it all over yeah. there's like more windows more lights just everything just had a little bit more yeah like depth <laughs> amen jason how about you well, I, I was really interested in the title, you know, I, I thought, you know, the clone conspiracy, are they, you know, after watching the episode, are they talking about the conspiracy trying to hide the, you know, the destruction of Camino, or is it the conspiracy of the, you know, the clone troopers trying to out Rampart, you know, or right, because they're trying to make every, you know, if a conspiracy is people colluding together to, you know, commit a crime, well, they're trying, Rampart's trying to make everything legal in the Senate so that what he did wasn't a crime. Right. You know, so then it's the clone troopers that are committing the crime by, you know, going against him and essentially treason. If you, you know, yeah. you really look at it, but. Yeah. That title took me right to the episode of, uh, in the clone wars with fives. Mm. Mm. And trying to like get out the information that he learned, right. knowing that there was something going on. I was like, right to that. And then they opened with the bar scene and it was like, right. oh my yeah. gosh, this is happening all over again. You know, the clones know information that has to get out. Well, and to just keep, you know, like it's continuing that story too, right? You know, like it's, it's this next step. And I mean, because it was, it was five's information that, that helped rex you know ultimately be able to resist a little bit and get his chip out like it's just it's amazing how they connect all this right and how everybody's you know still sort of uh, living that out um and, and i have to laugh Catherine, because i wrote the top thing i have in my margin says kevin kiner rocks <laughs> like underlined because the music just like um I, the machine stuff you said i i was totally thinking like the terminator like in the, even some of like in the factory and like it just really had that that uh, creepy feel to it, you know. That was so well done. <laughs> well, if we if we jump back here, I, I thought I'd um, ask you guys too about getting to the Senate, and and you know, so I don't know if you want to if there is anything specifically about that that kickoff scene that you wanted to go to in more depth. If not, you know, I I I got throwbacks to episode two, like the yeah. scene where um where Padme's, you know, they're trying to assassinate Padme and then Anakin and Obi-Wan are chasing the assassin. Mm. 
it was almost, I mean, there was a whole lot of callbacks to that, you mm -hmm. know, the, and, and I, I kind of wrote down here on my notes that, uh, you know, the original donor was the assassin or well, the second assassin after the first one failed, mm -hmm. uh, in episode two. And then it's the clone that's an assassin this time, yeah. you know, but it, same DNA, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> copy paste. <laughs> yeah, like basically. Yeah, and, and but the scene really looked very much like episode two. You know, and and yeah. when uh, they get into traffic, you know, when uh, uh, Slip jumps on that speeder and he has to go into traffic and all that jazz. So it looked very similar well, to the that. sound effects too, because and that's always something that's that's. I think I just take it for granted a lot, but you know, like it's just, it, you hear those little things, you hear that particular engine running, you hear that particular kind of blaster. And it just, every time, like the audio memory is just so cool to me every time with this, you know, it's just like, it just doesn't quite, you know, it, it's, if it's a little bit off, you know, like, like, Oh, that's not the quite, quite the right blaster sound or something, but you know, um yeah it was it was just such an awesome visual like you said too Catherine the um the landscapes or the the cityscapes you know it's to me I mean it's I mean I don't think the live action CGI is any better than right. the, well, the animated it's the just the graphics and the yeah. details that they had just in that one scene of slip taking the speeder over the edge yeah I mean, just the movement in his body he really felt like he's falling over the edge yeah and then the little flap of his hat right and him grabbing onto it i mean it's like it's just all felt so intense so yeah. real it was great i have to say one thing though as soon as i saw slip the first person i thought of was jim caviezel oh really hmm. <laughs> it was like the way he was holding his face and looking he looked like him yeah. and i'm like why am i seeing this so strongly and it was because of um jim's uh movie infidel Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The way his look. Oh, sorry about yeah. that. And his uh, his beard and everything. It was just. Oh wow. And just the intensity of his look. I was like, oh, what's going on here? Why do I keep you know pairing those two together? But it kind of worked is out. Funny. I hadn't thought of that. Wow. Yeah, I just it's um, it's funny. You know the the just something as simple as like the clouds. You know, like the clouds in Coruscant. You know, and I'm just looking at that. I'm like that. You know, like I know, I know we've had this technology for a while and it's been developing and everything and it should be like something that, you know, we could so easily be unappreciative of. But I, I'm, I'm grateful that like, you know, that is really awesome. Like I still have that sense of awe when I see there that. There are some scenes where it's hard to tell that you're even watching yeah. a CG animation. Yeah. The, that in the last episode, uh, when they go to that that space station where all the robots are, that space station was just amazing. Yeah, man. And you know, the, <laughs> the background, it looked like episode four, you know, it was yes. awesome. Yeah. Well, and I, I don't know. And Catherine is an artist. I, I've, I've been wondering about this. I just, it's, it's incredible. I love in good animation when there's the little details, like the little details that would matter if you were using a real camera, but there are no cameras like it's it's an animated thing. And the fact that they think about like shade and light and depth and like all of that is just it would not be as good without every little detail like that. I just I think that's incredible. 
Yeah, there's actually a nice uh, little video, I think, on Disney Plus that talks about that, about camera position and lighting and hmm. um, just the color to set mood. Yeah. You know, and you can really feel that even in this episode when he, when he takes off with the land speeder and you end up in this dark, dusty browns and grays and just everything is like gloom and doom as he's trying to find a spot to call Rex. <laughs> it was just, oh man, it was just, yeah, when you, you get into it. the, the yeah. emotion of the color. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and then of course, if we, if we jump to the, the Senate real quick, that's always cool to see, you know, and I was just thinking, I don't know what it is if it's like, I really I enjoyed the very brief Senate scene or two that they had. I think it was just one scene, maybe it was two in um in Andor. Like that was cool, like to see live action. But again, this is one where I was like, I don't know if it's just this. Just almost felt more real. Like I don't know if it's because like just for what they were trying to do for that scene, they were really focusing on Mon Mothma. This had well, there was more, more discussion pullback, yeah. right? Yeah, and um, but the connection too, and and where they can potentially overlap. Uh, as they do Andor season two and, and just any of these these jumps around the timeline because we saw Senator is it Tinra Pamlo I think um, who we saw in Rogue One uh, I think was where she's first introduced but they had her here um, just at the beginning of that scene and uh, it was just it was some neat continuity you know some some good thinking of all the people you could pull in there it was it was nice to see some different faces I thought has anybody ever wondered why uh, how the Senate got fixed. If you, you know, you think yeah. back to episode three and uh, that was after the, he announced that it's going to be an empire. He starts destroying. They have the battle with him yeah, and Yoda and they throwing. destroy everything. <laughs> and here Bad Batch is a few months, a, a year or two, maybe after Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith and they're, the Senate's back. Yeah. I mean, we, I always took that as, you know, symbolism of him destroying the Senate. And but now it's all fixed and he's using I, the Senate to his whims again. I think it's so funny, like to imagine him like, you know, right, right where we see like they're searching for Yoda and they're like we haven't found him. And he's like, then he's not dead, you know, and all this. And like the emperor's there, you know, and then he's getting ready to get his shuttle and stuff to go for Vader. And it would be funny if it's like right after that cut, like he just turns to them and he's like, like the maintenance crew shows up and he's like, yeah, clean all of this up. I have something to do on Mustafar. Like, 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 oh, like okay. a scene after a football game when you yeah. see every, all the sweepers yeah. come out trying to clean yeah. up the popcorn mess. Oh my yeah. gosh. That would, I mean, if, 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 um, oh, I just lost his name. If Seth Green has not done something like that on Robot Chicken, that has to be something that he does at some point. Like, get this cleaned up quickly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but we do see this, this, oh, go ahead. Sorry. It was nice to see the comparison between the Senate still pretend or not. They're trying to function. Palpatine's obviously working around them continually right. compared with that. And within Andor, where you can see the Senate is, you know, barely there. Hardly anyone mm-hmm. shows up. And when they do, if you speak out in any way against the Empire, it's like everybody shuts off and see. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's not, you know, I mean, what, like, I guess is that what, 10? I'm forgetting now. When does, so Andor is, uh, is it five BBY, I think, or something? It's, yeah. It's, it's more than yeah. 10 years after this, but not a whole lot more. So, like, it, it's yeah, very believable. Yeah, the next season will be the know? next four years. Right, right, right. One. Yeah, so, and like you were saying, Jason, like, this isn't more than a year, probably, or so after 
uh, no, Revenge at, of the Sith. At this Sith, point, so. it's, it's got to be more than a year. Or yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, but we're still what, you know twelve, thirteen years or something away from from uh, Andor. So that's yeah, I think that's a very believable timeline when you see that like this is the moment. Now we know, of course, that the um, the, as as Palpatine says, right? You know, this new era heralded by the Imperial Stormtrooper. That was so chilling. Um, but but getting ahead of myself with that. But but just seeing like a very believable pacing of this i think because i think we've all been wondering you know when do certain things happen how does it happen and it's just i'm really enjoying how they are answering those questions or they're moving the ball down the field so to speak right um you know so uh with that in mind let me just ask you guys here uh with so senator chuchi's investigation um any thoughts on on her as a character and this this sort of you know crusade she has like whatever her like i don't know exactly what all her motivations are um but what do you think about about her motivation her her interest in trying to see that these soldiers you know get this treatment that they deserve and some of the bigger questions that raises oh chuchi it's like i was so excited to see her because i loved all the stories she was in before so I had to go mm. back and rewatch all of those. I got a guy that didn't get really, a chance yet. Yeah. Uh, you could really see her heart for trying to get the right thing done. Because mm. she was always trying to make things right. She had to settle a dispute even within her own home system where the leader of her people was trying to take out um, natives that lived on the planet next door to where she lived and was like hey no this is our planet and she's like no they were here first and Mm. just trying to you just see how she sympathizes with people and that's where she had met rex for the first time so she knew him so it was was neat just to see all those connections coming into play i think she was honest too she was you know when she goes to the what is it the 79s club mm-hmm. you know she's talking to all the soldiers and she's saying you know you guys aren't going to have a choice i'm not going to be able to stop this bill mm-hmm. you know but if you you know if you at least work with me i can i can try to help you and get you pensions and you know so that you're not just left by the wayside yeah but she's but she's also honest to him she's not lying to him right you know she's you not notice how she's, long she was there yeah it, was it looked like she arrived at night and yeah. stayed with them till morning. Yeah, and she was having was a drink cool. with them. Yeah. yeah. Breaking bread, having a drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think um, something that really stood out to me, too, was, you know, that she she's willing to push back. And it's it's, you know, not a pleasant thing to get into with these guys. Like these guys are. are they've been literally this is what's so neat from a catholic perspective it's difficult to exactly find an analog for it because you know here's these guys that are every one of them genetically engineered specifically for this mission right for this mindset and yet they are individuals and they have consciences and there's all these really cool you know catholic themes we could get into but i i was so impressed with her having the courage to just really push back and say, listen, like, I respect this. Yeah, you're a warrior. You're going to get old. <laughs> and that's not a pleasant thing, right? You know, and, and um, we can become delusional even about it, you know, and, it, and I think that's such an important message, I think, for our culture, like not just a, a military sort of argument, but 
you know, how often we, we see that all around us. Everyone's was, is sometimes I think getting to a, a dangerous level of, um, again, potential delusion, but at least, you know, kind of not planning adequately or not, not paying attention and discerning what you should be sort of prioritizing right now because you're so attached to what came before. So I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but just that, that was something that jumped out at me. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on that specifically, that aspect of her chat with them. What hit me is she sees them as people, as individual people, where the Kaminoans just call them property. Mm-hmm. And you get that, you know, whoever thinks of them as just property, they were bought and purchased and created for this one job. The job is done. You know, they're disposable. Like they mm-hmm. said, the Empire just gets rid of us. But when they see them as individual people, and the few people that do that, you can't. You can't just throw them away. That's why Rex is on his mission to save yeah. as many as he can. Well, in the next episode, they're uh, Omega and Chuchi and Organa are walking through the city, and in the background, there's there's a you know a voice, you know, talking to the people or whatever, and it says, "A new military comprised of our own citizens." will mm. usher in a new era of safety and security. You know, they don't even consider them citizens. Right. You know, the they're saying they're they're nothing. They're not they have no representation in the Senate. They have no voice. They 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 are nothing. You yeah. know. It it seems like they the Empire and most everybody gives robots, droids you know, more value than these people. Mm. They are completely expendable. They might as they, they basically just see them as a, a sort of a sophisticated weapon system, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So like, you're not going to give like a, a pod in the Senate, you know, to a blaster rifle. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a rifle, <laughs> you know, this is just one that can, you know, think a little bit more effectively and, and, yeah. Well, but then mm. that becomes their downfall because, you know, maybe maybe I'm getting ahead. But when Palpatine says, you know, he's trying to twist the Senate back to voting for the, you know, the defense bill, he's saying he says almost exactly what the others he says will usher in a new era heralded by the Imperial Stormtrooper. But he's saying that. He before that he said that they're completely their blind fault order following is what destroyed Cam- yeah Camino oh you yeah know? and it, so he's using Order sixty six and the fact that he told them to do all these <laughs> bad things he's using it to twist it and say we don't need them anymore yeah oh, just when I just when I thought I couldn't detest that man more. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and even knowing like where his story leads decades after this, you know, and I'm like, oh, that guy. Um, but yeah, it's 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 so um, you're so right. And I think um, if we look at like, well, let me jump back here a little bit, because I think there's another yeah. kind of similar connection with this. You know. The. How do I put it with this investigation, you know, that 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 Chuchi kind of is launching into and, and then the sort of it kind of dovetails right with her meeting with Rampart. Right. And like, so she's, 
to her credit, like she doesn't immediately believe slip, you know, she's like, that's a serious accusation, you know, and it is, you know, and he's like, "Uh huh. (laughs) Yeah. Go look into it, you know, and, um, trusts that she'll, you know, do the, the legwork and she's there meeting with Rampart and everything. And, you know, he's just such a snake, you know, sitting there and, and you can, I don't know where exactly the moment was. I think it's when, like, she, cause her demeanor changes and it, then she asks that question, like, Hey, how come you survived? <laughs> like that seemed to me like the first moment where she started to be like, Hey, he might be onto something. And, uh, is that, is that, is that your guys take too? I think that was kind of, yeah, I can see the reveal. She can see it in his face. You <laughs> yeah. know, she's yeah. looking at his face and she knows he's not telling the truth. Yeah. She knows it immediately just by looking at him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's a piece of work, you know, because as much as they set him up in the first season, I was pretty shocked at the end of, was it episode two this season where he just blasts that, you know, Captain Wilco or Commander Wilco. He's like, yeah. I know you want falsify the report. Bang. Like, like, he's not just going around with that attitude. Like, he's actively, you know, throwing these guys off the board when he's done playing the piece, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But that's what's so, and I don't feel sorry for him, but it is, it's, you know, he makes that mistake that, that so many of these folks do, right? You know, whenever they're dealing with the dark side where they think that they're, they're going to be treated differently than the trooper. It's just like Dooku, you know, Dooku really thought, well, he was different. And then, you know, and then Palpatine, like, kill him now. Like, I'm done yeah. with him. Like, it's it's the same, the same attitude, you know? Oh, yeah. What I want to know is why didn't Rampart yell out, I didn't give the original order? Yeah. Tarkin I mean, he, gave the order. Uh, yeah. I, and it, I was like, what? He said he's <laughs> I following I went back and orders. watched it. Why wouldn't he yell out? I was following orders. (laughs) Yeah, what's he got to lose now? Throw Tarkin under the bus. (laughs) And even if he doesn't know, I mean, I don't know if it's like a like a terrorist cell type organization that they have to some degree where there's compartmental information and stuff. Like I, I never got the impression that like Palpatine and Rampart are like hanging out, you know. But I, I, you definitely know that Rampart's affiliated with Tarkin, you know. So I'm sure we'll see Tarkin again in this season because I don't think we'll see much if anything of rampart again i I don't know maybe well it makes me wonder you know if if he would have gotten the vote to pass if you know maybe he'd have been promoted and all that all that and then he failed Mm -hmm. he he got exposed and all that so that so palpatine has to come in and you know fix it I guess in his mind, he had to go in there and fix it. And he's like, well, Rampart didn't do his job. He failed. So he's fired or worse, you know. Well, I have no I have no doubt. Like my, my assumption is that like Palpatine had like the same footage ready to go. Like at a moment. So like, look what we've discovered. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, so like even if, if, the, if batch, the vote failed. Yeah. Right. You know, like the batch wouldn't have pulled that off, even if they hadn't pulled off the extraction. Like, I don't think he's depending on them. But so with. Uh, Mon Mothma when she's talking to I can't remember her banker friend's name but but I remember that scene where she's talking to him and thinking of welcoming him in and she says something like I'm going to tell you something that only three people in the whole galaxy know and at that at that point of the story I was like Luthen <laughs> like Luthen's assistant you know because they both know and then I'm like who's the third one I'm like oh it's probably Bale but it wasn't it's her it was Vel it was her cousin you know which we see later in that so that was 
something I wasn't, wasn't anticipating. So that's something where, you know, it's cool. It's always cool to see Bale. I, I'm always like, even though I know where his story leads, I always feel nervous for him. <laughs> <laughs> was it in the third or second movie that we saw Bale and Mon Mothma talking to each other? Like in a way that seemed secretly like, hey, something's not right here. I'm not sure. Was it, you mean in like the prequels or? Yeah. There was, I know there was like a deleted scene with was, Genevieve. Yeah, an episode um, three deleted scene. That was it. Yeah. Cause it was, I didn't, I forgot that that was her. I saw that in a recent thing and then they brought her back when they made Rogue One and then now in, in the show and, she, and she's great. But um, yeah, I don't, I think they're in that scene together, but I don't remember how, sub, well, I mean, it's not the Empire yet, but I don't remember how sort of conspiratorially, I don't even know what that word would be, in what, how much of a conspiratorial manner. Well, Padme was in that deleted scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so right. it makes you think that if she wouldn't have died, would she have been a rebel against Darth Vader, you know? Yeah. I mean, Shoulda, woulda, coulda. <laughs> so, I was, somebody online was pointing out, I was reading, they made a great point that just basically like everything Chuchi's doing in this episode or these episodes is like, like really the spirit of Padme. And I thought, yeah, I think that's a good point. Mm-hmm. You know, Ahsoka too. Oh yeah, totally. Well, you think about it. I think they're about the same age. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned Ahsoka. There's so many connections to Ahsoka throughout all these episodes. Yeah. You always see just that little weaving of Ahsoka was with these people. And then there's just mm-hmm. that little bit of Ahsoka's mentality woven through all of it. It makes yeah. you wonder if she's talking to Rex behind the scenes. Wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we got to get to this assassin, though. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, that's the last thing <laughs> I want to say about Ahsoka. Was the, the, the Ahsoka novel that was really good that, that talked about some of the aftermath. Um, I, I know there's a segment in there where she has a lot of interaction with Bale, which, of course, then she did in um, that uh, uh, Tales of the Jedi, too, which was pretty sweet. So, yeah. But, yeah, mm-hmm. the assassin. What what did you want to bring up in particular about him, Catherine? <laughs> What's your take on this guy? Besides the fact up until the end when we saw his face, I thought for sure it was going to be crosshair. That's what I thought too. <laughs> Everything about it, the feel, and the other thing that like kind of made me go, wait, what's going on? And I had to watch a lot more episodes of previous shows was the fact that he was built like crosshair. Yeah. He was a little longer, a little leaner. Right, And I was like, what's going on here with this guy? And I almost wondered, because there were several times where they mentioned different uh, next generation clone techniques that the Kaminoans, I can never say the name, help me out here. (laughs) Kaminoans. Kaminoans, there we go, (laughs) that they were working on to try to stay in good with the Empire, that they had Mm. some next gen stuff coming up. And they always said, we only need one of them to keep yeah. this going. And they had Crosshair for a while. So did they do a little tweaking? <laughs> yeah. No, I was really surprised. Jason, were you thinking the same thing? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one's new to yeah. me. And I mean, the only the only pushback I would have on that slightly is that the assassin missed. Um, crosshair, yeah, crosshair doesn't, but otherwise <laughs> I could see it. Yeah. I think there would have been some benefit to it from the standpoint of, you know, we haven't seen him in a while. And then the last time we saw him, you know, he just cold blooded executed that, that lady, you know, and then of course, uh, 
Cody gives him that little speech on his way out, but you know, and he's thinking about it, but you know, he thinks about a lot of stuff people say to him. Yeah. He doesn't seem to, you know, and again, I'm, I'm the further that his storyline goes, the more I'm excited about it because I've been so wrong. Not that I really actually predicted anything with him, but I, I really don't think I expected my question about where he's going to end up and I could, you know, to continue and to deepen. Like, I really don't know what's going to happen with him. I just wonder what was his last mission assignment? I thought for sure it would have some tie in with this. I kept waiting for it to happen, but I feel like he's, we got to get him soon. I mean, we're halfway through the season and um, by the way, I made a lame joke here in my notes because (laughs) he said the, 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 you know, they, they interrogate briefly, right? The, this assassin guy, and we don't get a whole lot about him. He's, he's, his identity's wiped. He doesn't have his number. Even, even, um, tech, right, is, is shocked at that. And is like, I was unaware that was possible, you know? Um, but then he says, you know, you're on the wrong side, Captain Rex. And he says, what does that make you? And he says, you know, a believer. And like, he bites the thing, like the, the dude in Mandalorian did. And yeah. The suicide electrical thing in his tooth. The um, death tooth. But my lame. Well, my, my lame joke was I wrote, um, I wrote, what's with the believer? And then I wrote, he must have seen her face. LOL. <laughs> okay, there's a video. This is so <laughs> there's a video on YouTube you get that, that I guess has been out for five years now. It's a clone montage. Oh, really? And it's no set way. to believer by oh, really? um, Imagine Dragons. <laughs> oh okay wow and it's no the way. coolest thing and i'm like going wait is that like a kind of like a little tribute a, to that a little Could meta be? thing or feloni and favreau <laughs> were feeding feeding the youtube mm-hmm. people some yeah. info Maybe. the only thing that was interesting is that assassin did say to rex the same thing that crosshair said to a hunter you're on the mm. wrong side mm-hmm. yeah and I was like going, okay, now I'm really going, there's got to be a connection somehow, some way. <laughs> well, it's so chilling because his attitude is not the same as, as the clones who are just like, you could say maybe somewhat robotic, but, but um, not robotic, but like they're very duty minded. They're, they're very, you know, mission driven. They're, you know, the company men in some sense, so to speak. But like this dude, like this guy feels like the kind of propagandized brainwashed kind of mm-hmm. soldier that they're going for in the recruiting stuff, but he's a clone. So there was an interesting kind of crossover. And if what Catherine is saying that, you know, it could be true that maybe he's a clone of crosshair or something that he's got that same mentality. And that's what they liked crosshair for was because he was like, even though he doesn't have his chip, he's still following those orders all the way to the point of, you know, killing that, essentially innocent girl or you know Mm. the princess or whatever yeah so maybe maybe they were like well that's the kind of clone we need Mm -hmm. well we do of course right after this you know we go into episode eight now we really get you know the 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 titular characters back on the scene here of course who um to be fair it's not quite you know to the level of book of boba fett where it's like getting uncomfortable where you're like where are the guys that the show is named after, <laughs> which, was, which some people were like, and I, and I go back and forth on it, but it was weird, you know, like to be like, I haven't seen Boba Fett in a while. Um, but no, this is, so we get these guys back. Um, I love how like now I'm not advocating 
sort of irresponsible parenting or guardianship by putting like, you know, a tweener, you know, like kid that you're supposed to be responsible for in harm's way. But I love how much they trust her. And I love how like responsible Omega is. And like, she's like such a legitimate teammate. You know, she's not like, I think they could have made this show where like every week it's like Omega's in trouble and they have to save her again. I love that. That's not what it's like. You know, she is absolutely awesome. I thought that when they, when she said she wanted to go with the Senator, everybody be like, Oh no, you can't do that. And everybody's like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> sure. You go undercover. Like what? Okay. And then I had to rewatch to go, wait a minute. Did um, Rampart never see her before? I know that's I what I was thinking too. Did, how did I she was walk freaking through the out Senate? They're walking down the hallway yeah. going, Oh my gosh, they're going to see her. Yeah. Tarkin saw her, I believe. Cause I think when he visits, she's up there with Nalise and, but yeah, I can't, I guess, I guess they know, I guess Rampart never saw her. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. could have sworn. Cause well, when they did escaped with Tarkin, her. Tarkin did not know she was a clone. They did mention that in the first okay. in the first season that he okay, so he's he assumed, not aware of her. He assumed Tech was one of the five, right? And not That's her. That's right. And oh, that was put in Alice. was trying to protect her. Yeah. Or, or Echo. Yeah. Echo. Yeah. Echo, yeah. yeah. Oh, Echo. Sorry. Right. Not tech. Echo. Yeah. That. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. That's a good one because I think because I was thinking about when they escape with Omega, you know. Because, like, when they go back at the end, nobody sees, because, like, you know, Rampart's off on his ship and everything, so he doesn't see her then. So I was thinking, like, did he see her when they escape? And no, because that whole exchange and the cargo bay and everything was, was you know, Crosshair and his dudes. You know, Rampart yeah. wasn't wasn't around for that. So, um, yeah, wow. That's one of those things, like, that little detail, you know, really could have screwed things up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, my. I love when she says just the innocence, though. She's like, what do senators do? And she's like, well, we help the galaxy. And she, she gives her a little, like, 10-second pitch. And she's like, but what does that mean? <laughs> it's like, that, that is a good, good question. So that was good. I thought it was interesting when she's being introduced to Senator, when the whole Bad Batch is being introduced to Senator Chuchi. They make a point for Omega to say hello when everybody else is just standing there. She wants to, <laughs> Hey, look at me. I'm here too. I'm part of this crew. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, even that too, like, you know, the, the, to have her come so far from being someone who's raised in such a completely isolated fashion that when she sees dirt for the first time, it's just this unbelievable thing to now like Rex is like, I want you guys to see something, you know, dead guy, you know, and she's just like, ah, <laughs> oh. Like guys, she's like twelve years old. <laughs> but no, she's so are you they. Know, obviously. Well, right. she's, exactly. a, she's a year older she's, right. than them. She's so. older than them. <laughs> right. That's right. Or thirteen, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I loved how Tech just delivered that line the first season. Technically, mm -hmm. she's older than we are. <laughs> so uh but yeah, I mean, it's um the I wasn't familiar with the senator um that they went to visit. Was it Hallie Bertoni? Um, yeah, Hallie, which they said that she, she had been in some, like, and I saw, I, I watched all of Clone Wars, but I, I need to do a rewatch of that whole season or a series. Cause it's been too long and I'm, I'm forgetting, you know, who's who I know, like what, um, on secrets of star Wars, like in the last couple of years ago when we needed filler because they weren't releasing new content every week for like 
months at a time. We um we had done some shows where we went back and looked at certain arcs, you know, and like Mandalorians and Clone Wars or or you know Ahsoka and Clone Wars, and so it's been a while since I've done that. But do you guys remember her character before? Or yeah, I could not forget that face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially with her her makeup and her you know old lady She's kind like, of scary look. Right. <laughs> She kind of has like that, like her, her posture, her demeanor is very dismissive and, you know, kind of arrogant. And that was an interesting character. Yeah, I was talking about those, the uh, Kaminoans with a friend of mine. And it's, you think about how tall and stretched out their necks are. And I swear they did that just so they could always feel superior to anyone else that they were with. You know, so my head be. is so high above yours. <laughs> right. Is, yeah. But it's so little. The size of a you know, softball. That's <laughs> That's so strange. They are, in my opinion, they're they're among the most sort of traditional kind of old school, like, you know, the greys kind of, you know, like your, your classic sci-fi, right? Kind of kind of creature. You, know, you can kind of get I always get that that mid 20th century sci-fi kind of vibe off them, you know? Oh yeah. Something that, uh, like that's the kind of thing George Lucas would be thinking about when he's like 10, you know, and like sketching stuff out or just thinking about creatures and things. So <laughs> like the big, long spindly alien on, uh, close encounters of the third kind. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, the, uh, is there anything about the extraction? There wasn't anything in particular about the extraction scene that was, at least in my opinion, that that was so completely unexpected or out of the norm that that it jumped out at me that I wanted to point it out. Other than, you know, I, I just love um, some of the banter was fun, right? You know, and Wrecker holding on and yeah. and Rex <laughs> Rex saying like, "Is he he's still not better with the heights?" And like, "This is him better." <laughs> like, it was so good. You know, don't to keep down, bringing that up in a down. funny way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and then, and then text thing about like, you know, like nice job with the land. He's like, I was off by 6.4 meters, but not my best work. You know, I I did enjoy their. In fact, I wrote it in my notes. I enjoyed their escape. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was when he says that I'm, I was only off by, or I was off by <laughs> 6.4. <laughs> I could do better. Was, oh yeah. Well, what a, like an unconventional escape pod maneuver. <laughs> like, yeah. Right now, just, yeah. Let's shoot it over that way. <laughs> All we need to do is eject. I'll do the rest. Yeah. But visually, the uh, the scale of the ship in the shipyard mm-hmm. was just phenomenal. And it was Yeah, when they jump it, off the little speeder and they're on top of the ship and it's from far back, they just like little, little ants. Yeah. Yeah. And it was neat just to see because they're talking about retrofitting the ships. And it's like, oh, this is mm-hmm. where they're starting to change their shape and their design. And yeah, but it, it made me think about the times where it's like you see someone scuba diving down on a big ship and it just kind of looms mm. there in the dark. And it's kind of like oh a gosh. creepy, overwhelming feeling. And it's just kind of yeah. had that feeling to it just the way it was all dark. It's so big on the screen. It was so cool. And you're starting to see that that imperial aesthetic more like with like the like the real kind of gunmetal, you know, kind of color and, and those those white kind of oval lights and stuff, you know, kind of elongated around. And, and uh, it yeah, it just feels like, like those those little details where I'm like that that looks like the Death Star, you know, like episode four Star Destroyer, episode five, you know, and um, 
I'm, I'm enjoying those, those little details. But then they go, of course. Well, actually, uh, one, one military criticism I had was, you know, like they, they know darn well that like this is going to trigger an alarm. They just said that. And like nobody takes cover. Like they're just like they're just standing there waiting. Well, they, you know, they shot like, oh, the door. We better lock that door. Yeah, he's like, yeah, shot they shot the, the door. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it takes. Like, oh yeah. my gosh. But um, but of course, then they get back to the Senate. They don't have the evidence yet, you know. And but but the vote's coming up, and um, Senator Chuchi is is basically putting herself out on the limb to be like, I'm going to roll the dice on this one. I accuse you, you know, like in front of everybody, and they, they she brings it up, and Rampart's trying to waffle around with it a little bit of course and then uh, we already alluded to this but but you know of course they show the uh they they get the evidence in time they show the footage of the destruction of uh, Topoka city which and is then, a cool projector uh, yes absolutely <laughs> and then Catherine, you brought up like i don't know what it was it just we knew from the trailer which i kind of wish they hadn't shown it now that that palpatine would come up but um that yeah i the hair went up on my neck like everybody stops rampart goes to attention you know and uh yeah the music everything oh that was so creepy especially with him rising through the destruction yeah. it was oh just my gosh. like oh it brought back the fight with him and yoda everything's yeah. just chaos flying all over the place yeah. yeah and that's i mean we saw the the hologram of him well the hologram of him which was so cool of, of course in obi-wan kenobi but we saw the hologram of him giving the the, it was the speech from Revenge of the Sith right at the beginning of Bad Batch season one. But I, if I remember correctly, I think it was just the audio from the movie with the new animated version of it to kind of show like where they were during the speech. But to have, you know, Ian McDiarmid back and like, I mean, I was just like, oh, gosh, like every time he talks, <laughs> I'm just like, it's him. It's new Star Wars for 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 Ian. Like, oh, that was awesome. Because he more and more sounds like uh, the Emperor from Return of the Jedi. And of course, yeah. now he's closer, a whole lot closer to that age. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably doesn't take as much prep. Yeah, <laughs> not, not near as much makeup. Yeah. I think he was, so I'm 39, and I think he was 39 when he played, uh, played that role in Empire Strikes Back. He was oh, like 39 wow. or 40. And with all the makeup and everything, I, if I remember correctly. And but now, yeah, no, maybe it doesn't need as much. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the clip, by the way, of him in the behind the scenes thing of Obi-Wan where he's just standing there in all the garb and he's like going over his lines, but he's like talking like himself or he's like practicing and then they're giving him direction. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just so weird <laughs> seeing like the emperor, you know, like receiving stage directions and stuff and like doing what someone else says. It's just it's like this weird. No, I. That's not right. You know? <laughs> so, so what did you guys like? How did you react to? Because I did, I did not see this coming. I, I didn't know where he'd go with this. How did you think about the way he played this? We talked about a little bit earlier. Well, it's like he was going to win whichever way he won it. You know, whatever way it went, he was going to win. Yeah. You know, he is Rampart going to get promoted out of the deal? Well, not anymore because he failed. <laughs> It, you know, I, I didn't even think about it, that there was the third option that if they went to a vote and the Senate voted no, he could still come back with that footage and say these the clones are bad for us and we need to switch to the the other. You know, he was going to win no matter what. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just the contrast between the clone 
and Omega talking about, we did the right thing. We, we told the truth. We did the right thing. What's happening? Like, we didn't win. We did the right thing, but we didn't win. So I thought that was an interesting contrast between then the emperor essentially taking over, trumping anything anyone tries to do. So you just you yeah. feel at a loss. What else can you do? And that, you know, and poor Omega, who's not naive, you know, but but she's young and she's just, you know, how, how could this happen? And, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then on top of that, of course, this this uh, dramatic parting, which um, I was I was surprised, but I think it's an interesting move too. you know, that now we're now we're down to just the like official bad batchers in terms of, of, you know, the, the defective clones, quote unquote, as they called them minus crosshair. Um, but echo is such a part of that, but he bridges these, you know, he's, he's a, he's a clone wars, um, you know, series character. And then here, and I just, what I wrote down was this is terrible. I wrote down echo and Omega tears. Cause I did tear up cause I thought it was so beautifully done. And then I wrote, he is so a goner. no, because <laughs> um, I don't know when, but, you know, I mean, you can't help but think, well, you know, when um, when Kanan and Ezra and those guys, you know, find Rex and the old all the, the, the vets with pot bellies living on the Imperial Walker in the desert, <laughs> you know, like 17 or so, 18 years from now, uh, Echo's not with them, you know, so, you know, you've got Wolf, you've got Gregor, you've got Rex, but, you know, Echo you know, you imagine is, is probably one who, who doesn't make it to the original trilogy. So I, I don't know. What do you guys think? All I know is I got emotionally suckered into this one. Yeah. I did not <laughs> see it coming. And I was so like, Oh, look at how nice Omega and, and Echo are yeah. getting along in the beginning. And then all of a sudden uh, he leaves and I'm like, what? Cry, cry. <laughs> I was just like, no, he can't leave. I just picture him somewhere in a happy place. <laughs> it ties in some of the some of the episodes that, you know, we're all sitting here thinking, man, that was just a one-off adventure for the crew, you know. And mm-hmm. but there were always those bits and pieces of Echo and Hunter talking, you know, and Hunter's or Echo saying, We need to be doing more. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, maybe that time's not yet. And and you could just see it in his face and his his demeanor that he just didn't feel like he should be just sitting and now he has no. that opportunity. So they were kind of setting that up for a little bit. I guess. Yeah. Cause even hindsight the, 2020, right? Like cause episode two, when he and, you know, he and, uh, I think it was with him and tech and Omega, right. Or in that hut with that, that local guy on, um, I'm forgetting Duke whose planet's name now, but you know, and then Wrecker and, uh, Hunter are off on, on their mission when they get separated because of the container thing. But there's a good chunk of that episode, right? All these, those one-on-one, like, Echo and Omega, Echo and Omega, Echo and now, yeah, like you said, it's, oh, that's why. That's cold. (laughs) (laughs) Now she starts hanging out with Tech or Wrecker all the time. I'm going to be like, no, no, no. Split it up. (laughs) Group, groups, always in the groups, you know. (laughs) I was so happy they started giving her more, like, female figures to hang out with and look up to. So she doesn't get her heart broken as all they leave her. (laughs) Well, did they, did she, she, yeah, she met the Martez sisters, right? That was in in season one, I think, right? Was that, I don't remember exactly the context. They saved her in that factory. 
right the destruction the, the destruction facility the droid destruction right. facility they're trying to get that that strategic you know um droid i can't remember the name of the thing the, the specific kind of droid but um yeah huh so they so she's met them she's met hera you know like we can bring them back and then um who's the new uh, wanda sykes's pirate character i can't remember but she's a fee fee yeah she's around somewhere so she'll yeah she'll be back i didn't get to talk to anyone about that episode i wasn't on that but that thing was totally like a war of the worlds type (laughs) thing that thing was bizarre but and and they're gonna be going on a grail quest at some point well the next episode's called uh the crossing i think so that's you know there's a million things that could mean, you know, so uh, just that's the kind of title that gets me wondering, you know, like if they, co- you know, and they want to keep them, of course, somewhat mysterious, because I think if you just call an episode like hanging out with Sid, you know, it's <laughs> like, well, I think I'll sit this one out. Maybe, yeah. like, <laughs> no offense to Rhea Perlman, but oh, my goodness. Do you think um, I, I was saying when she first showed up in season one, this is just a quick side note, but I, I thought of all the, the voices I'd love to hear make it into, uh, uh, into Star Wars. I, I know, I, I think Rhea Perlman and Danny DeVito got divorced, sadly, in the last year or so, but they were together for oh. decades. And I was thinking at the time, like, can you imagine Danny DeVito, you know, in Star Wars? I, I don't think he's ever been, but that would be a, an interesting <laughs> an interesting yes. voice to hear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Good. Well, any any last thoughts you guys have on these two episodes or, or you know, any guesses at where we're going next or just, you know? Well, I kind of mentioned it in when we were talking about Andor's. Why does the Empire need this military? You know, that's where mm. this is going is they're they're voting or or Palpatine's already made up his mind that it's going to happen. The new uh, Stormtrooper bill, you know, but why are they? I know he wants to fund his. I think it's all part of funding the Death Star. But Mm -hmm. from, you know, if I'm standing back looking at it going, okay, he said he's going to keep us, everything's going to be fine because we're going to be all part of the new new empire and, you know, we're all going to be one one happy galaxy. Why do we need this military? Mm -hmm. Well, he got rid of all the peacekeepers, the Jedis, Mm -hmm. and now you've got outer rim planets where all the scoundrels took off to that are kicking back. So that's all it is. Yeah. He's just trying to own his space with a lot of force. That's what I think. Well, and I, I imagine something we're going to see more fleshed out in Mandalorian. I think just in terms of the timeline is because I, I can't help but wonder, you know, say what you will about the sequel trilogy, you know, it's, it's canon. So you can't help but wonder how far back did the whole like Sith eternal Exegol stuff start you know like because i don't mm-hmm. think that that came out of nowhere after return of the jedi i think that it's probably some of that's in his mind too which wouldn't probably involve any of these troops but like it makes you wonder like how much time does this guy have <laughs> like i i would love to see someone write a comedy book of some kind on like you know time management with sheev palpatine you know because it's just, it's just like man this guy really knows how to pull a lot of strings <laughs> at the same time oh yeah well if if uh if you guys are good i'll just go ahead and wrap it up here for us for this week this is it's been exciting um 
And then, but that's that's it for us for now. But uh, listeners, as always, we'd love to know what you thought about this episode or these episodes, or should, I should say, of the Bad Batch. So please let us know. You can email us at uh, Star Wars at sqpn.com or you can visit the star quest discord community over at sqpn.com slash discord uh you can find any uh, star quest related stuff that you want on facebook over at facebook.com slash star quest media and on twitter at sqpn uh make sure to always um uh, if you're if you want to check out previous episodes of the secrets of star wars which there's a lot of good ones to Go back and check out. Those are over at sqpn.com slash Star Wars. Uh, we want to take a moment now very quickly to make sure we thank all of our Secrets of Star Wars patrons. And in a special way this week, we thank Rob H., Frank C., Claire R., David G., and Grant S. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the Secrets of Star Wars and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Please tell all your friends, and I mean all of them, to follow The Secrets of Star Wars on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, your favorite podcast app, uh, or on SQPN's YouTube channel, where you should definitely subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, so you can see any updates that uh, we put up there. So uh, do that as soon as possible, please. <laughs> we uh, would also appreciate it if you'd leave us a nice review. Uh, and a rating over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can do that at Spotify also, and anywhere else you can do that sort of thing would, would be helpful. Last but not least, don't forget to visit sqpn.com slash merch. I don't know if you guys have checked this out in a while. Uh, I was just looking at that. Uh, you can get uh, we have t-shirts, phone cases, magnets. Uh, there's You can get a skateboard on there i just discovered i'm not a skateboarder but yeah so what are you waiting for get over there and get something secrets of star wars you'll, you'll love it so for us though uh, we'll be back next week our crew i don't know who all's on that show off the top of my head but they're going to be talking about bad batch season two episode nine the crossing so mark your calendars because you will definitely not want to miss it so until next time Catherine laffrey thank you so much for joining us and sharing the secrets of star wars tonight thank you this fun Yes, absolutely. And Jason, Yuji, same to you. Thanks so much for joining us tonight as well. Thank you. I enjoyed it. And once again, I'm Mike Creevy. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Star Wars on StarQuest. There's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy, The Catholics of Oz. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash oz.